Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615 Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Jones. Today, you are listening to episode 26, and our guest is Kim Glenn. I met Kim about 10 years ago at Fleet Feet when she was a customer, and then very shortly thereafter, she started working at Fleet Feet, and we became co-workers. It took a very short amount of time for Kim and I to become friends, and she is such a fun person to be around. In this episode, we talked to Kim about growing up in Virginia Beach and how running became a part of her life. We discuss why running has remained a constant in her life and why she loves it so much. We talk about the Black Girls Run Club that she helped get started here in Nashville. We talk about her favorite races, and we talk about her favorite running shoe. Spoiler alert, it's made by Brooks. We also talk about Kim's education and her career as a self-described numbers girl. Kim Glenn is super outgoing, and if you ever see her in person, then there is about a 98% chance she will be smiling when you do. You know when you see someone that you know and that person instantly makes you start smiling or laughing within seconds? That's Kim all day long. She is funny. She is smart. She is an epidemiologist. She wears visors when she runs. She is a triathlete slash Ironman. She loves to shop for running apparel. She runs marathons. She is a mother to her daughters, Ava and Irie. She is a wife to her husband, Benny. And she is a great ambassador for the sporting run, a sport of running and just an absolute joy to know. I was very excited to be able to chat with my friend Kim, and I promise you that this hour-long conversation you are listening to will fly by. Thanks to each of you for listening to Running the 615. I so appreciate it. Here we go, everyone. The most entertaining and amusing data analysis on planet Earth, Kim Glenn Jamont. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615 Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm sitting across from my friend, Kim Glenn, fellow coworker, and just really fellow... Uh, you know, we've been we've been a, a crew for a long time now. Is that accurate? <laughs> so accurate. Great to see you, Kim. Thank Good you for to being see here. You. Uh, this is a running podcast. I appreciate you coming to join us, and uh, we're going to talk about running, and then we're going to talk a lot about Kim Glenn. Awesome. Ready. Great. Ready. Awesome. So let's just start there with running. When did that become a part of your life? Tell me your running story. So my dad was always a runner and I grew up seeing him come back from runs and be like grossly sweaty. And he would always ask for a paper towel and he'd be like sweating on our porch and we'd be like, ew, that is so gross. And then around 12, I realized I am not good at any hand-eye coordination related sports. Okay. And I was like, I can run though. And so I tried out for the track team. I made like the B team and I did the 400s and um, did that through like, you know, 12 and 13. And then I got to high school. Same thing, first years on the B team of the sprinters until one really rainy, bad weather day, we ran inside and um, we were, our school was large enough to basically make a mini track out of the upstairs. So we're running, we're running. And then afterwards, the distance coach pulls me aside and says, you're going to run the 800 next, next week and the meet. And I almost cussed at him, but I was a nicer person back then. Um, I was like, I don't know what you're talking. I'm barely making it through this little 500 they have me on. Um, But the next week did the things and it was awesome. It was incredible. And I had a good time. Um, And then that season, it was like my first time going to districts and actually getting a medal at distance, at distance, anything at districts. Um, So I just stuck and I became a part of my life. I really liked it. Yeah. 
I became a two miler throughout high school. Um, had a, just had a really good time and started a understanding that running could be a lifestyle. Um, we had one coach, Coach Pacello, and he seemed very old then, but now I'm realizing he wasn't that old back then. <laughs> but it's like, he's still around. He's my Facebook friend and he'll probably hear this. So, hey, Coach Pacello. Not uh, old. Not old. I'm totally kidding. That was a joke. But, uh, but yeah, he was, so, but I saw like he was an older guy and he was still running and he was fast and he looked fit and he was so smart. And I was like, that's what I want to be. So I saw an older white man and said, and saw myself in him. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> so you, this is Virginia beach. That's where yes, you grew I'm up. That's Virginia where you're in high school. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And running started in junior high. We're starting out in the, in the sprinting, but once you turn, once someone said, Hey, I think you might be better distance. That was it. And it's and been then distance. I learned- yeah, I learned my dad was a miler. I didn't know that he was. Oh, wow. I, was, I thought he was. I assumed I, I made an assumption based on my race and the race of all the other girls that I saw that I was supposed to be a sprinter. I assumed that my dad was a sprinter. And then he said, oh, no, baby, I ran the mile. I said, oh, it makes so much more sense why I suck. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> We Glens are distance we are, runners. We are long. We go yeah, long. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So did you kind of pursue running intensely like through like even after high school or was it was it more on the casual side? Ooh, well, so it was casual okay. at first. Um, so I kind of ran a little bit like college represented a time for me to kind of transform. I wanted to have a different relationship to leadership in school. And I did, I became the president of everything in college. Um, I was, and I really tried to be involved in a different way and also find some cultural connections. I had a very white or Asian friend group going into college Mm -hmm. and I didn't know many other black women. And so, um, I was really, looking for those connections and I found them in college. They were amazing. Um, but after college and after graduate school, I came here to Nashville after like, I'd go on a run maybe once a week, maybe. Um, but came to Nashville and you were working at fleet feet Correct, at yeah. that point in time. It was like a really small store at that time. Mm-hmm. And I saw a runner's world magazine that I picked up and I went back to my apartment to browse through and I saw Jen Shelton and she was my, she, she and I went to high school together and we were on the same team, we were, you know, in magnet school together. And I saw she was in runner's world. Wow. Yeah. And pure jealousy. You're like, <laughs> what? She's in there. I was like, she is in runner's world. If I would have just kept with it, I could have been in runner's world. Yeah. Don't know if that's true. She's big ultra runner, right? Yes. She was, yeah. She's huge ultra runner. She's funny. That she girl's is quite, I'll, yeah. yeah. If you could only imagine her in high school. Man. Childish and funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we used to do this whole thing of trying to figure out how many grapes Kim could fit in her mouth. I don't know why that was like a part of our fun times. Right. That's fine. Um, but I used to do, we do like this mouth stuffing contest. Yes. And Jen was a huge uh, cheerer. She was, she like, was an instigator. She actually came up with my very first cheer. Okay. And um, it's K-M-G-L-E-N-N, Kim Glenn. Kim What's Glenn. Up? Yes, it was my for my first race with the distance team to kind of be welcoming and inclusive because uh, you knew I came from the sprint team. I didn't know much of, I didn't know them very well. So mm-hmm. she, I just knew them from like our classes. We all had classes together because we were also the smart kids. Right. Um, I knew her for that, from that. And it kind of makes me misty to feel like, hey, you know, she extended herself and did this special thing to make me feel included and and part of the team, you know? So, 
Um, shout out to you, Jen Shelton. If you ever hear this, you're super cool. Still, still have a lot of love for you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, ran in high school, got to where you were competitive and, mm-hmm. and more the distance. Dismies followed your dad's footsteps there, and then undergrad, graduate school, running took a bit of a backseat. Yeah. If you did it, it was you know school. here and there, and then it was Nashville. You came here to pursue your doctorate, right? Um, actually, I came here because I got stationed at the Department of Health as a fellow. Okay. Um, epidemiology fellow. So I was only supposed to be here for two years, mm-hmm. and I was going to find somewhere else cooler to be. Right. Um, Not still realizing that this is the cool place. Right? This is it. Yeah. What has it been? 15, 14, 13, 14 years? Awesome. Still haven't found anywhere cooler to be. Great. Yeah. Perfect answer for a <laughs> Nashville podcast. Um, okay. So then how did Vanderbilt and then doctorate get in? That? Oh, yeah. Because You were already here when you made I was already here. Okay. And then I started working at Vandy as a genetic epidemiologist, mm-hmm. um, data analyst, and this really great person, Sarah Pendergrass. Um, again, shout out to her because without her, I would have never run my first marathon. Oh, wow. Um, so I met her and I was working as her analyst and um, she, we went to this, you were there as well. You're, you're in a lot of the story, Drew. <laughs> that's why I asked you to be here, Cam. Like, well, you Drew don't have to highlight of... all those, but that's great. Drew is in every story. No, you were there too. You were doing Diva Night. Wow. And that's it was great segue. I was there at an event. I was, I was a fashion uh, host for yes. the Diva Night. Got and it. you were hilarious. Um, <laughs> So you were there and it was that night and I was there for Diva Night and um, she had mentioned the day before that I should stop screwing around and go get a PhD. And I was like, you think I could be, I can get a PhD? Like, I was like, I'm just kind of good at this thing. You know, she was like, no, she's like, do you know how much money you can get paid for doing the things that you're doing right now for these $3? And I was thinking that I made the most money I've ever made in my life. I can go to happy hour twice a week. What's What's the, what else do I want with my life? I've pretty much, (laughs) I mean, yeah, this is the peak right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, don't know what you're doing. But um, <laughs> and she was a doctoral, I think she was, this was her fellowship okay. or her, um, it might've been. Um, but so she, so she was like, no girl, you're poor. So um, <laughs> I did not know that. But then she took me to, we went to Diva Night together. We used to go to East Nasty together mm-hmm. and she took me, we went to Diva Night and she goes, hey, she walks up to me and goes, hey, I signed us up for um, marathon training. It's going to start January 10th. And I was like, Excuse me? Wow. I did, had, had you run a half? I had done month? a half. Okay. And I was comfortable with the halves. So I was right. like, this you is were where, all right in that this window. is who I am. I had yeah. done two halves and I was comfortable with that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we're here. And that was where I expected to, to kind of land. But she goes, no, 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 we're going to do a marathon. And she just said it like she was so sure. And sometimes if you say things like you're really sure the person that needs to agree to it will probably agree. Right. And then she goes, oh, also, because I, I can't afford that. Yeah. She goes, oh, no, I already did it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I said, you paid for me to have a, that's so nice. Like that's, that means someone really believes in you. Yeah. And she goes, no, I actually just wanted someone to be there with me. <laughs> so, she was not just provoking you to do something. Yeah. yeah she really wanted you to be a part of it with yeah. her. That's so, cool. so she yeah. was going to be there with me. Unfortunately, she got a stress fracture pretty in a few weeks into training. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually ended up going it not alone, but you know, with the, right. with Houston Pewitt as our pace to her. And, right. um, you rocked your visor. You were a big visor runner. I'm still a big visor yeah. runner. You saw his hair. Yeah. <laughs> this, this hair does not just conform. <laughs> but yeah, no, she, so she was awesome. She was a huge part of it. And, um, so that's how I got into the doctoral program. So I applied, 
got into the program. I started that in the fall of 2010 um, and raced my first marathon in 2011. Um, so all that kind of happened in the same boat. So I trained. Running's coming back into your life. You're starting yes. to pursue this PhD. Mm-hmm. You're in Nashville. Lots love, going on all yeah. at the same time. Good, love all all good it. stuff. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. And uh, my now husband was like my, he was the first, he was there for my first marathon. So that's, he's he's seen this whole journey happen. Benny um, has been a good cheer section Benny, for, oh, yes, for, Benny, for a decade. Benny has been the cheer section yeah, for a decade. That's good. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been a, a long time here in Nashville, at least, that I've been trying to do this running thing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, what is it about running that you feel like, you know, innately wanted you to continue to participate in it? You, your dad did it. You found like a like in high school, but then clearly it came back, you know, in your in your quote unquote adult life. And it's, you know, been a part of your life since then. Like, what, what do you feel like has been the draw with running? I love how you put quotes around my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not an adult, I don't know. Who you is. you mean, really realize exactly how, how transient that property is <laughs> of my life. Um, but no, uh, I don't know if it was between, it always felt like home. Running always feels like home. Yeah. It feels like the thing that I innately love. Right. And, um, you know, I always say like the best days I have are days I can just have time to do it. And I don't feel like I have to rush through it. I feel like I can, you know, right now I have, you know, two kids and a husband jobs and all that. So, you know, usually it's a rush, but um, when I get some time like this weekend, when I'll get some time to just say, I'm going to go out and I'll go out and I'll come back when I come back. Right. And I get to run where you can run, where you want to, where you want to run, not what's convenient, just run. You know, I love Crockett park Um, going to go run through there. Just, it, it's always that. And I love the clothing, the apparel. Okay, yes. I am an apparel junkie. That's like, all right. And you have to look the part, right? Oh and when gosh. you're running distances that you run too, like what you're wearing is important. You know, if you're yes. running a couple of miles in your neighborhood, you know, you probably get by with about anything. But when you're spending multiple hours outside running, um, you know, chafing is a real thing. Basically, Chafing is real heat, like being overheated, being too cold, having, you know, feeling you, you want to feel as comfortable as you can. Like you want to, your body's not going to feel comfortable all the time. Like right. some runs are going to be a struggle, but so take care of the other stuff and then look good. Well, like, was, that feel was like my last point. You do want to look good, look good, feel good. Come yeah, on. That's you, a thing. And that's a, that's a huge part of being a, a black runner yeah. is, um, a lot of people assume that you have no idea what you're doing mm. and you go into the running stores. And if no one else hears this, if you are a purveyor of a running store, you work in a running store, man, give us some slack, man. Like, like ask the question, if nothing else, rather than being like, oh, do you know what this jacket does? This is a jacket. You know, this jacket is a running jacket. Yes, sir. And I'm going, <laughs> I will be wanting to purchase it now. Right. You know, it's just, you, you, you get those questions like, yeah, yeah. I know I was buying a running jacket because I'm in a Running store. There you go. <laughs> Former running store employee as yes. well. Yes. You know, you don't want to flex on them too much. <laughs> you don't want to be like. It, it's uh, there if you need it. No, you do that. Well, I love when we worked at Fleet Feet together. Yeah. I mean, just working in a running store to me is is really such a fun experience. I mean, I've now been in the running industry over 10 years and Fleet Feet and working there was certainly the domino for me. But what a, what a fun thing to be helping out runners around runners, you know, running with your coworkers as well. It's just, I mean, it's a great atmosphere to be in and a lot of times doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And you're learning 
Mm-hmm. You're always learning. You're learning. You're getting a chance to try things. I, I loved going to try the shoes right. and be like, oh, I didn't even know that shoe was like a great shoe. Like that's how I got into Mizuno's. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mizuno Inspire is kind of like my um, my my under like it, it told me, oh wow, like you there's a there's like other shoes out there in the world. Right. Um, I'm still, and not because I'm talking to a Brooks person, but you, you know, you're I'm a Brooks person. You're Brooks Ravenna. I yeah, know. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you I've know, seen you wear person. them multiple occasions. And I right? have it's the new awesome ones shoe. too. <laughs> um, the bedlams are coming up. They're coming up to my, they might be a, you know. That shoe falls under the category of looks good, feels good. For yeah, sure. I mean, it's pretty and it's, yeah, it's really pretty and it matches yeah. this running jacket I bought. But, I, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I loved it. I, um, I, I think it was one of the jobs where I felt like I grew the most too, mm-hmm. um, and, and understanding how to be a servant leader right? and understand, I mean, when you're at somebody's foot and you're yeah. telling them also what's good for their foot while they might be a little resistant to it, mm-hmm. um, that, that skill set you gain there, that is very valuable in the right. corporate world <laughs> to, yeah. to be able to lead up and say, Hey, you might not want to hear this, mm-hmm. but this is how it should be. Let me suggest some options for you. Right. Um, that's a, I mean, if you have a chance to work at a running store, work at a running store and gain some valuable experiences. Yeah. I mean, you get, you know, and you do it multiple times a day, multiple times a week where, you know, you, you're you getting all different, you know, walks of life and different backgrounds and just different personalities. And mm-hmm. you have to be a chameleon and, you know, like kind of adjust your personality to who's sitting across from you in whichever way that you can kind of help them the most. Right. Um, so as far as running, I know you've run a lot of races. You've been running a lot of times, a long time. Do you have, you know, a couple races that just stick out as like, man, like that, that race was fun. I love it. And I love running because of that race, like just race highlights. Oh, okay. So first one, um, my favorite half marathon had to be the seaweeds in Vancouver. In Va- Vancouver, Canada? Col- yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So I went there. This is before it became a, a lottery. Okay. So I went in 2013 and I went with a bunch of girls and we all kind of like stayed in the same hotel room. So that was fun too. Yeah. Um, I'd never been to Vancouver before. It's a beautiful city I've heard. Oh my gosh. Now so that's, that's where I'm going to retire. That's where... Th- I swear Jesus lives there. <laughs> All right. It's yeah. amazing there. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the race was not only, it was just a well-supported race. They had people cheering for us on paddle boards in, you know, in, in the, the water. water you know? right. And like, you like, look over and you're like, what? Oh, okay. There's a whole sign. Like, yeah. you know? And it was a branded sign. So these are people that were intentionally there and placed by Lululemon. But also um, I liked the, the pre-race stuff. I felt like I didn't pay enough for that race. You ever, you ever feel like, I'm sure this could not be out. included. Yeah. The, the merch was fine. The merch yeah. was good. Okay, great. Then, cause you get the shorts or whatever, that's fine. But it was like, they had massages, aromatherapy before the four, it was like the, the expo was this just wonderful the experience. Expo was a spa. Basically. Yeah. It was like a yeah. spa. They gave you like these like free temporary tattoos and they had these cool sayings on them. And they like, they would do your nails they do like a manicure. They were doing hair, but please don't touch mine. Um, <laughs> So they were doing all the, you know, like they had so much stuff. I, I, I just couldn't even believe it. And then afterward, afterward was dope as well. When you get, when you finished, I gave you like this branded um, skull candy heads, headphones. So you get handed that to finish. Then you get handed these oils that's a, that are packaged for recovering. Good night. And then you get, um, then the, they, they hired a culinary school to make right. this brunch afterwards. And I cannot find a waffle like this again. But <laughs> this waffle, I tell you no lie. It was like, it had this middle 
that was like cinnamon toast crunch. Like, like if you finely grated cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch and they put a blueberry compote on top of it. Wow. Yeah. We're going to awesome. have to get this interview to that race director so they can yes. play it because everyone who hears this is now going to want to run that race. Look, there's you, a race in Bell Buckle, Tennessee, where I think you get a moon, moon pie. pie. Yeah. So oh. that's <laughs> this, <No>. this <laughs> decidedly exceeds that. Yeah. So that's your favorite half marathon. Yes. What about, do you have a full marathon oh, that falls into the category man. of favorite? Ah, uh, it actually, you know, now that I'm actually thinking about it, Richmond Marathon, um, the That's time of the year, where you're from, yes, right? from yeah. it's two hours away from where I'm from. My best friend lives there. Shout out Louise. Um, and we've best friends since we were 12. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we've, we, she's works for sports backers, the people who put that on. Okay. And so she was like, yeah, I ran this race. It's, it's a great race. And I ran it and I was like, Louise wasn't lying. This is an amazing race. There are pacers. Sometimes like we get pacers that are going out too fast. Some pacers you can't rely on. I mean, the most reliable set of experienced pacers oh, yeah. that you can get. That I mean, they brought me difference. in. Yeah. yeah, they brought me in with perfect execution. Wow. And then the the weather was beautiful. And I don't know if every year the weather was like that, but it was perfect fall weather. It's in November. Perfect fall weather. The route is amazing. The route different. It's different enough so that you're not just like this is all city or right. this is all country or this is all you know. And it's like you go to the city, then you get some neighborhood, then you get this like winding back trail type of situation. Then you're back in the city. Like it's it's you, you, it can't be beat. Man. Just cannot be beat. And I then, know you're extremely professional. You're extremely successful professionally. You do not need a side gig, but you could be an. Uh, spokesman for about any race. Like, just give you the brochure for five minutes. I'm going to ask you some questions about that race. And anybody will be like, well, that's it. I'm running that race. I love it. Well, Excellent description of some of your favorite races. I love that one. And then, of course, there's rock and roll um, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. And you you get to, at night? Yeah, you get to run right. at night. Um, silliest thing in the world is um, somebody looked like they were not doing well. And Kim is 5'1". This person, this lady had to be like 5'11". Right. And about 100 pounds heavier than me. But I, for some reason, in that moment, thought that I could catch this woman before she fell. I thought she was going to fall down and hit the ground really hard. Right. I didn't want to see that happen to She was her. like stumbling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I can support her down. Yeah. <laughs> in my I'll head. ease the, I'll ease I'll the ease fall. It. Okay. She stepped on my foot. And it caused a little fracture in one of my toes. This is mile 12. And I got another 14 to go. Wow. <laughs> and and it took she the way she stepped on it, it took my toenail, my pinky toenail, all the way off. So I had to run the next 14 miles like that. But still a beautiful still, race. And you still have it as a, as it's one of your favorites. Beautiful race. You go yeah. indoors, outdoors. It's 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 one cool. it's one yeah, of the things. That one's that one's that one's a neat experience. Um so just as far as you know, running itself, like you're again, you're still you're still running a lot. What's what would you how would you give someone an answer of why someone should start running? Like what 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 would make them, you know, what's the benefits, what's the things about it that you would be a spokesman on running? Running is almost like have, coming into a community. If you're looking for a community, that's a community. Right. I mean, running community is um, strong. They are passionate, supportive. The running community is so varied. You can come in and I do 5Ks. That's that's my thing. I do 5Ks. I do a bunch of them. I love them. Or you options. could be an endurance, a hundred miler. You can find so much community in that huge spectrum. So a lot of people are always looking for a connection. So that's the, in the pandemic, 
that's one of the things that I think has survived right. is that running community connection because you can still go out for a run. You st- you can still, you know, say, hey, this is what I'm, I'm disappointed that my race got, got canceled. Can we talk about it? Because somebody else is feeling that pain too. Right. And that disappointment. So I would say, first of all, community. Second of all, um, it, it can be fun. It yeah. is the best way to see. Like I like to travel that way. I like to go race in different places because it's the best way to see a city. You get sure. to see it on the ground and they are making a route for you to see the best parts of their city. Destination they're not gonna, races. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to take you to like crappy places. You know? <laughs> like, you know? like, you're going to go around and be like, Oh, look at over there. Look up here. Look over there. Um, they highlight the, the city. Yeah. That, yeah so you got to get sure. a, a great little highlight tour of a city. Um, so if you're looking for a little bit of travel and you're looking to get to know a city, running go. is the best way. I mean, walking around, it takes forever. Right. Um, and then there's no, there's no metal at the end. And no. then that brings me to the metals. The metals, you love them? Oh, the metals, man. Yeah. The metals are nice to have on the wall um, as great reminders of like triumph. Mm-hmm. And if you want, I feel like I can, if I were to go tomorrow, like to die tomorrow, I would love the fact that these things are on the wall as what my kids, my husband can point to and say, oh, well, when she did this, this was like an experience that she had. So I feel like it's almost kind of a journal of your experiences yeah. um, through looking at your race medals. I'm like, oh man, that was a really tough one for her. And that's why there's blood on the, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's why there's chafing blood around yeah, the collar of that medal. Yeah. yeah that's, she shouldn't have worn that tank top. Man, <laughs> yeah. That's a great answer though. So that's a good segue. I, I want to talk to you about Black Girls Run, yeah. which you've been a part of for a while now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's community big time. Community. That's, that's, something that really is fun to be a part of. I know because I've, I've oftentimes asked if I could join black girls run. I've made that pitch more than once, uh, but this is a great group of people. I know. And a lot of them are real, you're really good friends. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. When did you start running black girls run? And just, you know, about that, you know, kind of part of your running with black girls run. Um, black girls run was around the, I, so I was at, as a PhD student at um, Vandy at that point in time. And I'd been following the organization since 2009. They were here in Nashville, the two women, Tony and Ashley, they were here in Nashville and I was too chick. Um, I can't say that. I was too scared. You can. <laughs> it will not be the first time Volger has been on running 615. Let it ride. <laughs> I was I was I was nervous to really go to any events because I wasn't sure how I'd be received. Usually, I was the only black person or black girl that I saw at a lot of races, so I was nervous. I was just nervous because I was like not sure what the vibe was going to be, um, and never be nervous about vibes. People, that was stupid. I wasted a lot of time. Yeah. So um, I followed their blog, kept following, and then all of a sudden one day I saw that they're going to start starting running groups in different cities. Right. And I said dope. So I applied really quickly to the, the form they put on the website. And then when they said, oh, you know, you've been selected, I said, oh shit, what am I going to do? I don't know any other black girls who run. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I can start some Facebook groups and just kind of put some feelers out. Cause like you really signed up for something that you don't have any idea who's going to be a part of it. Did so, you send us something the back saying, I wasn't expecting yes as an answer. Now what do I do? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so I'm going to raise my hand, but I don't know what happens after that. Um, <laughs> so, so the first, I mean, it was slow. It was a slow go for a little bit. So right. slow go for maybe like six, seven months mm-hmm. where, you know, a few people would come out. Cause I, w- I mean, I didn't know any other black women runners. So it wasn't like I had this wonderful community to draw from and say, Oh, let's all go to run together. So it was a few of us. It was a few of us. And then in December, um, I will know then the Raya's running. So white article mm-hmm. came out in running's runner runner's world. Mm-hmm. And so the Tennessean called and said, Hey, 
just realized we had a black girls run chapter here. And um, that December they came out to one of our runs. And then after that, it blew up. There you go. Um, And, I but you asked, were part of it here in Nashville early on. Yeah, like, I was. I started. I was the founding ambassador. Man, um, and I so I, I started awesome. it, and um, you know, luckily, I think in some ways, uh, um, I got some amazing three other amazing women: um, Deborah Lilton, Maritza Garcia Wilson Williams, sorry, um, and um, Malika Klinkscales. They came alongside me to help me because I was in a PhD program, and there's a lot of women that it became it blew up. And right. so the Facebook group was blown, like everything was blowing up and I didn't have the bandwidth yeah. to handle all of that. So they came alongside me and became I, great I know friends. Them. Yeah. That Malika, yeah. Malika, I straight talk trash with her more than once. She's funny. Malika's talks some, she talks some real cash money. <laughs> <laughs> um, she'll talk some cash money with you. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was the start. Um, and since then we've had amazing ambassador groups have come along right now. The current ambassadors are making amazing strides with the group and really, helping shape the group's um, communal features, you know, making sure that, you know, it's been a while, it's been 10 years or so of, you know, um, of BGR being in in existence and through a pandemic, making sure those women still feel connected and like their growth is, is still happening. Mm -hmm. Well, we, I mean, it's, you know, there's every reason to be optimistic right now that it's, things are going to continue to get better um, with the coronavirus and, you know, be able to all run together again in running groups and Mm -hmm. in training groups and in races. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think anybody could have ever thought that it would, it would go away for a month, let alone a year. So I think there'll be a huge kind of, you know, just joy around the city when we can do all that uh, again. Great segue, though, into uh, coronavirus and uh, talking about you being a, 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 an epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. Yes. There we go. Epidemiologist. Yeah. Go. So that is a very interesting career. You've gone to school a long time to learn <laughs> and, and become more and more, um, you know, just uh, professionally in that realm, right? Tell me about your job. Tell me, like, you know, if you can, what it is you do. It's, 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 I know you work with numbers a lot. You used to talk about numbers when we were working together at Fleet Feed. And I mean, I know there's a lot more to it than that, but you're like, I'm a numbers girl, Drew. That's what you need to know about what I'm studying. The start of the um, the coronavirus problem here, um, it, it reminded me of starting in public health. So I started in public health as an epidemiologist looking at infectious disease and um, moved into genetics and then chronic disease. Uh, so currently, I am actually a data science manager at Cigna. Wow. So um, what I do, I'm a senior manager for data science, and I do like fee-for-value programs. And so coronavirus has messed up our entire lives because um, yeah. <laughs> we're we're trying to reward um, providers that are doing a great job and figure out the methodology for doing that. Um, and unfortunately... You know, this coronavirus is throwing, yeah, yeah. throwing a huge, like we can't tell whether they're doing a great, good job or a crappy job, but like, right. we don't know how bad this is for you. Um, and I think this is everywhere. Everyone's having this problem of trying to identify uh, and trying to tease out the coronavirus effect from what's real. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's going to continue to be an issue for data that happens between last year and this year. Uh, so I'm a data person. I do Look data analysis. Time, right? Yeah, yep. data analysis, data um, cleaning was used to be my jam. But um, <laughs> now it's like, what do these numbers mean? Being able to put them in either a pretty, pretty picture or put them in layman's terms for people 
um, who are higher up stakeholders. Right. Um, the other you're work testing a lot of like drugs and so forth. I mean, I know oh, that's the other side of things. You, you've, you test, you've tested things through oncology and cancer about things that are, yes. work, you know, work and things that are maybe less risky, like all, all testing, figuring out. That's the other hat. So I wear, I wear another hat for biopharmaceuticals. Right. Um, I've worn that for um, a while now. So I think seven years um, of being on and off there. And, um, I have worked mainly in oncology and safety studies, um, safety studies and adverse events, right. um, toxicities as well, but most, mostly safety and adversity and adversity, safety and adverse events. A lot of the times um, I would say that there have been more times where I have wished that I could just go back to regular public health. Right. <laughs> You know, um, when you learn the complexities of everything else out there, you're like, oh, no wonder these people get paid a lot of money. <laughs> because oh, right. it's just yeah. like they have to think about a whole bunch more than I had to think about then. Well, you would have been uh, extremely successful in the running industry had you just stayed there with uh, with us as a Fleet Feet coworker. But that is awesome that you have uh, just, you know, done what you've done, both mm -hmm. both in academics and, and now uh, as a professional career and, uh, you know, get to see a lot of neat stuff and especially especially with what's been going on with the coronavirus. I know we talked a little bit before we hit record, but with the vaccines and with the testing and, you know, you got a lot of in-house knowledge on it. Man, I hope that everybody can hear me when I say this. Take the vaccine if you are eligible. Um, the vaccine, you know, I think one of the best things is that we have that we have this technology. Um, I, I know that there's a lot of trepidation, especially around the amount of time that it's taken, you know, everyone says, oh, this is so fast. But honestly, the it's like, you know, having most of the house built right. and um, then be like, okay, well, oh, we're going to have people live in it. Oh, we just need to paint the walls. Right. That's where we are with the vaccine. Like the, most of that house was built for 20 years. Right. That house has been built. And now we're like, oh, okay, people are going to live there. Now we know what color you need to paint it. Right. So now we know where we need to target it. Yep. That's, that's it. Gotcha. It's it's not anything that we didn't just come up with this last May. Uh, that is super cool, uh, Kim. You've got you just got a neat career, and I love that you love running like you do, and I loved working with you at Fleet Feet. We just you know we are we are uh, a bit we're both cut ups and and just goofing around mm -hmm. and and helping out customers was. Uh, Super, super fun. Yeah. Um, so if, should you ever just, yes, yeah, CB, thank you for hiring us both. You made yes. that happen. Should you ever just get truly tired of, you know, uh, the medical world and crunching numbers, the running industry awaits for your, for your triumphant return at some point in time. Um, you know, you got a sweet gig. So, I mean, whenever you want to vacate that. <laughs> we, we are going to do all we can to keep you on Team Brooks. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, so, let's talk about Nashville. You yeah. said you've been here almost 15 years. Uh, big fan of Nashville, as, mm -hmm. as am I. I know that, that you love it here. What is the most Nashville thing about you? Oh, man. Now I'm stumped. Um, oh, man. The, the most Nashville thing I think about me is I think it takes 20 minutes to get everywhere. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't. No, it <laughs> Not doesn't. anymore. At least. I'm like, it should be about 20 minutes. And then I'm always like, why am I so late? <laughs> you, know, you tell everyone like, it's 20 minutes to anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 20 minutes. I was like, we live about 20 minutes from, from Nashville. I'm like, what traffic are you not in, Kim? Because yeah. it's not 20 minutes any longer. <laughs> 
Well, you're crazy outgoing. You're super friendly. I feel like that's a bit of a, a Nashville personality. Oh, like, I think so. Yeah. You talk, you, you will talk uh, to people and uh, you're just, you know, you're super friendly. That's Nash. That's a Nashville way. Is there anything about you that you think is not Nashville? I don't like hot chicken. Don't like it. I do not. I'm so sorry for everyone. A lot of people do. Yeah. I don't dislike it, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ever I don't seek like it out. It. And my, you know, I'm just, I think I, I've tried different ones. I've done the princes, the Hattie B's. I've done the little, the fancy ones that are coming out now at these really fancy restaurants. I have tried it on a taco. You know, I feel like the green eggs and ham person, like, you know, you're giving it all you can. Well, I that's have okay. given it all I can. That's more hot chicken's fault. Not yours. Kim's. Don't beat yourself up. Uh, how about this? If you were mayor of Nashville, what is something that you would, um, you know, get behind? Or what's something that you'd, you'd shoot for in Nashville? Uh, trails and bike lanes. Yeah, more um, of them. Yeah, more of them. I would make it easier to be physically active, to commute um, in a way like via bike or walking. Make it just easier. There's a lot of places that I could walk to. I could like logist- physically walk to, but not logistically walk to. Right. That, um, that That's kind of a missed opportunity here, especially because we're a state, we're in the bottom 10 for obesity. Mm-hmm. So. You I would think know that. Okay, we so, are. We are yeah. the bottom team for a lot of things, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, we are in the bottom and we should not be in the bottom being that we have the, we have the ability. We have a beautiful, beautiful Nashville to walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, let's make it more accessible. And also in communities that are not, you know, the high touch going to have a high rise condo place, making those communities, making their sidewalk safe, making their, making the traffic pattern safe for them to walk as well. Right. Good segue. I did not ask you this. I was going to earlier, but we got sidetracked. Where is your favorite place to run in Nashville? Like if you could just pick your favorite. You said this weekend, you got some free time. You're going to get to do whatever you want to do this weekend. What's your favorite running path? Uh, Who are you running with? What time of day is it like? Mm. So I'm in Crockett Park. If, if If I'm running, I'm in Crockett Park. And I would be running with um, James Crumlin. Um, I'd either capital either, steps, James, capital steps, capital steps, James, James Crumlin. Yes. Um, I, I think it's because I've had some good times running there with him. Um, Daryl awesome. Freeman, because he's funny, right? He's so funny, and he always drops jewels on me while we're running. And I'm always like, man, I don't have any paper or anything <laughs> <laughs> to write this down. I just got to remember it. Um, and he always brings candy on runs. I yeah. love that. Wow. Um, that so is a great running buddy. He, yeah, he brings candy. He doesn't give me any, but he has it. Wow. Well, you, <laughs> you get to see it happen. I get to yeah. I, I know, I know that it's there. Um, who else? Oh, you know, Stacy. Stacey. Um, Stacey Windrow. Cupcake? No, no, not that, no, not cupcake. So, no, it's oh, yeah, Stephanie. Okay. Um, no, Stacy Windrow. I would, I would race. I would run. And Sarah, Sarah was always fun to run with. Sarah, Sarah Shearer. Shearer yeah. She was always fun to run with. And yeah, She's awesome. um, yeah. we have birthdays that are ten days apart. Okay. We're both Leos, yeah. and um, stick together. Yeah, that's we're very similar personalities. Are you, a, you a morning runner or or more afternoon? I would like to say that I am a morning runner, but it is because. I think if I, if I wanted to, like if I had the choice morning, okay. but right now it's the afternoon type of thing. It's like right after I finish all my calls, I go and run and then come back and time to be a mom, man, those people. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Are you a music fan, Kim? Yes. What is some of your favorite artists? Like who's, oh, who's, who's, who's Kim's favorite music? Um, I am really big right now into this guy named Toby and Wigway. I don't know how I missed him on the 
vast like apparently he's been a thing okay. but so he was on like he had like it was like on um he did like a part of the inauguration but apparently maybe he just got big during the pandemic but he's amazing and he doesn't have any cussing oh and his and you know sometimes when you see that when you talk about rap you're just like oh this is gonna be real lame right but <laughs> Yeah. I know it seems very horrible. Well, my wife and I just watched Straight Outta Compton. I'd already seen it before. Love that movie. There is cussing. There's a lot. In that. There's a lot yeah. of cussing. NWA, Easy. There was some cussing there. But um, yeah, but just, this guy but, does not cuss. That's no, okay. No, but he's fire. Yeah. Like you feel like, wow, he just eviscerated everything. Like he, his, his fantastic so i'm really into him right now um of course my old standbys i love most deaf and to love quality especially when they formed black star yeah. um so that was back in the day and i'm i'm older <laughs> so when you're older all you of your music older taste in you music. have That's older okay. taste in music yeah. yes i also i'm like a, a oldie but goodies type of person like i say like a teddy pendergrass and um love a good teddy p yeah and um i'm he uh janice joplin i don't oh, know sure, if you're yeah. a janice joplin kind of person i say my my children my, my two kids they know bobby mcgee by heart wow well, i'm i'm gonna say irene knows it but she's only eight months old i don't know what she knows she knows but i really li- realized like last month that my four-year-old knows the whole song and i was like how often have i been singing this song to you at bedtime that you can sing this entire song Man, that is cool. yeah so i love janice joplin grew up with her um, my dad was, my dad had all these records. So, um, we used to, he's let us play, play the records and my sister got really into the sixties, seventies music. Right. So it was that and Jimi Hendrix. And since I couldn't figure out how to use the record player and only she could, so I just had to listen God, to what Jimi she was Hendrix into. Jimi Hendrix is the man for sure. Man. Where's your, where is your siblings parents now? My siblings, my sibling, she is my sister? sister, my sister, Jennifer, she is in Woodbridge, Virginia. Um, we FaceTime cause for some reason she doesn't like to like actually call we should just facetime she's like time. i don't do real calls anymore yeah i'm just like, me, I was like if i don't see you it's just not happening like okay <laughs> um <laughs> so my parents are in um south mills north carolina right below the border of virginia and north carolina and um i don't see them nearly as much as i want to i am trying to convince them to move to nashville so any plugs that you have for like why nashville is a bomb other than their favorite daughter living here right don't know. I, I, they, they can just listen to the first 20 episodes of Running the 615. <laughs> and, I mean, by the 10th episode, they'll be on their way here. My I mean, dad really. visited and we, he went for a run in the morning and then stopped at Just Love Coffee. And he was like, he invited me to come, like, come, can you come meet me? And I said, can't you imagine doing this yeah. every day where you can go for your walk, your run, and then, you know, say, hey, babe, want to meet me for coffee in the morning? I was like, we could like, do this. This is Nashville. Dad. This, this is, is what we did. Yeah. <laughs> What? How about this? Uh, favorite concert you've ever seen in Nashville? Oh man, hands down, Wu Tang last year. Last year? Well, last year, the year before last. Okay, Sorry, I was say. in last year didn't <laughs> I was like, happen. Was it in your backyard? No, last year? I, I am just forgetting. <laughs> I've decided no, that twenty twenty didn't happen to me. Right. <laughs> but twenty nineteen, Wu Tang. My, my husband gave it to me as a gift. Yeah. And I'm a huge Wu Tang fan. I should have mentioned Wu-Tang before. That's crazy. Yeah. But Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang forever. We got there. Um, but <laughs> Wu-Tang, I never thought I would see them again. I saw them when I was 12 mm-hmm. and it was a $25 ticket at Hampton University. I had my like my, my sister and I had her parents drop us off there. Wow. And um, when Met the Man stood on the speaker and like rapped toward my direction, I felt woozy. Like yeah. I wasn't going to make it. But <laughs> and this time we were right up front. The tickets were insanely expensive, but... It was, it was awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, rest in peace, Dirk McGurk, man. I'm, 
I mean, got to see him though. That's I got cool. to see him. How about this? Is there anyone that you've never seen before? Haven't seen him in concert, but this weekend you can you and you and uh, you and uh, Benny can go see at the Rhyme, and you get to pick the show you want to see. But it's someone you haven't seen before. Who would you go see? Dead or alive? That's it. Uh, either one. Oh, a lot a dead. Prince, hands down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, my yeah. brother saw Prince when he was college. He's like, it's the best thing ever. Oh like gosh. literally. Yeah. What a performer. <sighs> Alive PJ Morton. Okay. PJ Morton, he um I hear that he gives like he has his whole band too. I saw him at um what's that place? City Winery. Yeah. And he tore down the walls in there by himself in a in a it was him, uh, some backup singers and a piano. And they I said, they they bring a band and it gets better. How does that happen? And yeah. they said, Yeah, you have to see this in person. You have like this is a in-person type of experience. So I would want to see PJ Morton. So if anybody has control over that, y'all call PJ. Make it happen. <laughs> Great answers, Kim yes. Glenn. Uh let's segue into running the 615 speed sessions. I believe you've taken Fleet Feet speed sessions before, did you not? Multiple times. Actually, yeah. I think that you were why are you in all my life? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's true, Kim. It's very subtle, but I, anything you were there at, I just wanted to be a part of. Just to encourage you, Kim. That's what, I'm, that's what I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what's, I don't know if that's the right word, but I just like being You're an encourager. Yeah, yeah. Encourager, yeah. Yeah, no people, I did not realize until I was talking that Drew has been in a lot of my life. <laughs> well, we're talking about running. I've been in part of, a big part of yes. your running life, of course, but uh, I know on multiple occasions, I would be talking trash to you or your friends just be goofing off and your friends would come back and say something to you and be like, hey, was he serious? And you'd be like, no, Man, he's never serious about anything. There were so many people that were in love with Drew and they thought Drew was in love with them. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, that was uh, the salad days. Uh, that was a lot of fun working at, working at Fleet Feet. All right, so speed sessions. Do you know what the fastest mile is you've ever run in your life? Me? Yeah. Oh, yes, Um Five minutes and 53 seconds. Not Whoa, very fast. Sub six. No, that is super fast. No, that was like in high school though. That's still sub okay. six. That's really fast. So lots of questions. No wrong answers. Just right. we're going to, we're ready to go. Are you ready to go? I'm You're super ready. ready. I'm okay. excited. Here we go. Trails or roads? Trails. Uh, early bird or night owl? Night owl. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Dinner. Favorite Nashville restaurant? Southside Grill. Ooh, yeah. Coffee, tea, soda, water, or alcohol? Ooh. You can pick two. Oh, good. Yeah. Coffee, alcohol. Boom. <laughs> the bookends of those. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Street continues. All day. Talker or listener? <laughs> really? Talker. Yes, for sure. Uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Something that is not good for you, but you do it anyway. Drink? Yeah. <laughs> eh, well... Uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not necessarily. That's bad not. A, that's not. Um, not good for me doing it. Oh gosh, I don't know. That's okay. I'll well, say yes to too many things. <laughs> you're you're a yes person. I'm a that's yes okay. person. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Something that is good for you that you wish you did more of. Running. Want to do more running? Running. Yeah. Great. We do it every day. Uh, what is your favorite cookie or candy or both? Oh, candy Skittles. Yeah. Cookie. Um, there are these cookies by milk or the milk bar. Mm -hmm. That's like the, it's like everything's in them. It's like every, everything's in them. It's delicious. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, I got it for Valentine's day and I was like, this is a dope cookie. From straight <laughs> Benny got you some good cookie. No, yeah. I, um, it wasn't even from Benny. Okay. No, from, uh, I, from target. <laughs> okay. <laughs> target gave it to you. Love target. Great, great, great. Target loves great me too. There. Uh, what is your favorite sports team? 
All sports? Any sports. Favorite team. Okay, Boston Celtics, but don't don't laugh. I tried. That's all right, man. Yeah, they're not having the best of times. That's okay. That's still your favorite team. Um, do you have a dream vacation spot? Oh, not or maybe really. your favorite that you've already been. Oh, Vancouver. Vancouver. All day. Is it. Vancouver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that annoys you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I am annoyed when people cry. Criers, like yeah, your two well, little girls. No, not like when people know. cry, like like at work. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Like crying at work. That like, that is a real ear. I I stop being nice when people start crying. Yeah. Yeah. Too too. Uh, they're just too emotional. Just well, like you know, listen. If you're gonna cry on the inside like a winner <laughs> where'd that come from but it came from somewhere but you cry on the inside cry on the inside there you go well, how about it? uh favorite tv show or movie of all time oh um you can do both purple rain as far as a movie yes um still love that one um tv show oh um insecure yeah is yeah. that new no it was it's been this is like the last season i think it's i can't remember it's maybe four or five years um, my, y'all can have my black card revoked. I don't know how long Insecure has been on, um, but <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, Issa Rae. She does an amazing job. I watched her on her YouTube series, um, the uh, the Misadventures of the Awkward Black Girl. Yeah, and um, I was like, this is my life. There you go. <laughs> so then she came up with the whole HBO series. I was like, there you go. Keep it going. Yes. Uh, all right. How about this? What is the best way to recover after a long or difficult run? Oh, beer. Beer. Yeah. Beer, putting your legs up. Uh, yeah, beer. Kick and back, get, relax, yeah, and have a beer. Getting Nicole Irwin to rub your whole body and um, Franklin massage. Yeah. Yeah. Both, all three are, are, are great. <laughs> uh, is there anything you're afraid of, Kim? Oh, um, roller coasters. Don't like roller coasters. And going downhill very fast. Yep. In yeah. a car? Anywhere. Anywhere. Just downhill <laughs> speed. Not a fan of it. Not a fan. Um, let's see here. Do you listen to music when you run? Not anymore. I listen to podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know one I would like to recommend. Do you wear a watch when you run? Yes. And well, like the, let's say this. If you are running and you need a favorite song to come on and play Whoa. to help you finish that run, favorite song, what would you pick? Um, it's by Wale. It's called Chain Music. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. But it works. <laughs> it works. I think it's the cadence okay. of it. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Uh, what is the favorite running path you've ever run on? Doesn't have to be on Nashville. Like your favorite running path you've ever run on. Ooh, that's hard. Um, see, um, so it's called Seashore State Park, Seashore State Park, State Park in Virginia Beach. All right. Um, close to home, close to home. I grew up running it. It, it still has a sentimental value, but it's also pretty and shaded. So you can run in the middle of the summer and not feel like you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. You can run miles and miles in there. That's the one Mm -hmm. favorite, favorite path. I mean, let me ask you this. If you want a million dollars, what's the first thing you'd buy? Oh, well, I'd just get rid of student loans. You just pay off your debt. <laughs> but but yeah. I mean, I'd probably, running wise, um, everything that Brooks offers, like one yeah, of I'd everything. probably go to I'd go to CB and I'd say shut down a store for an hour. Give me an hour. Yeah, just give me because I hour. just want a million dollars, and here's where I'm starting. I know CB was like, you always you spend too much money here already. That's but- <laughs> not possible. It is impossible to spend too much money on something that you do that you love. That's okay. <laughs> Million dollars, fleet feet coming your way. All we got to do is get that first win. You I gotta, just got to yeah, get that first win. Win that money. <laughs> uh, what makes you happy? How? Oh, um, being helpful. Helping others. Yeah, being helpful, being uh, contributing, yeah. being useful. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, is there any misconception about you? Yeah, that I like to be with people all the time. Okay. Like that I'm like the party 
Part, like I like I'm you know you do a you like to be around party. people but you don't want to be around all yeah the time. I am uh I have a hard stop yeah at people sometimes sometimes I'm like all right and that's enough of this <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just shut down it's like a whole you see the window closing <laughs> that's it that's it uh who inspires you Kim Glenn oh man um there's a lady her name is Vaughn Vaughn Spencer Colonel Vaughn Spencer and um she is a triathlete she is just a, a badass woman yeah. and um she's you know high in rank in the military of course but also she started fast chicks it's like this multi-sport you know online community and we meet up once a year but you know hearing her story and, and the more i get to know her right. as a person i'm just like Hell you're yeah. a ma- yeah hell yeah like yeah. you're strong but you're sensitive and passionate and you know and and compassionate right. but What's also her name again her name is von spencer colonel von spencer colonel von spencer mm-hmm. yeah um do you have a favorite book or a favorite quote yeah invisible man um is my favorite book by um ralph ellison and um my favorite quote is Fortune Favors the Brave. Shout out to my coach in high school, Coach Nestor, Mike Nestor. He put that at the end of our little, he used to give us like strategies for racing. Mm-hmm. And he put that at the end of mine. And one day, and I um, I thought about it so deeply. And I was like, that does, you're right. Just just do what you got to do. Like, be stop brave. being nervous. Good fortune. Yeah, don't, don't be nervous. Fortune favors the brave. And yeah. I still love that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Go back to young Kim Glenn. Oh, one piece? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not about you. It's just not about you. Right. Um, what people are saying, what people think, um, what people are doing, what, um, what you need to do. Sometimes it's just not about you. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, what is your favorite race distance? If you could just pick one distance, what's your favorite? These are really hard. Um, You're doing great. Marathon. Marathon. Yeah, because you, yeah. you get some time to sit into it. Yeah, yeah, you get some time to sit into it and make some mistakes and. Well, the recover. smart ones do. Some people when they run a marathon, the first mile is their fastest mile, which <laughs> no, doesn't no, ever end well if that's the case. But yes, uh, you yes, marathon's certainly long enough that you can ease into time. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what has running taught you to be generous with myself and generous with other people? Awesome. Um, yeah, it'd be, it, it makes me a kinder, it makes me kinder to myself by mm-hmm. being a runner. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a hug, a high five or a fist bump? Oh, a hug and like a chest to chest embrace. Yes. Full on embrace. <laughs> yes. Full COVID-19 doesn't exist. <laughs> hug. I want it. This is why, this is the hardest thing for me in the pandemic is not being able to put, embrace man, people. Put me in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question, Kim, what is the purpose of life? Um, to give all you have. Give all you have. To give all you have. Um, to give all you have, to not leave here with any idea. I'm getting this from my, from Pastor Vanny Windrow. Um, but don't leave here with things still, like ideas, gifts, um, talents, anything right. that you had to give to the world that you were put on this earth to give to the world. Um, don't leave with it. So. Right you should leave on empty. Yeah. And so I think your, their purpose is to give all your gifts as you can, put them into something, put it into the world some way, somehow. And then when you leave here, you have no regrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no surprise, Kim, you are an awesome person. And that was an awesome answer oh, to thanks. what is the purpose of life. Uh, man, it's great to see you and to get and sit and chat with you. 
awesome answers. Thank you for coming and and letting me interview you, first of all. And man, just thanks for being such a joy. Like you've got such a great smile. I love the way, I just love your personality and how you are. And it's, it took a super, super, super small amount of time for you to start working at Fleet Feet before we were instant. Just let's, let's get this going. Let's talk trash. Let's, uh, let's just goof off and, and have fun and Man, what a joy that was. No, thanks for having me. I I really have, in, through this interview, realized how much um, you've had a huge impact on me. Um, as the world knows, I think I tell everybody, Drew fit me for my first pair of Brooks, my Ravennas. Yeah. And they, I put my foot in them and they felt like home. And I have not gone a year without buying them. There um, you go. And, you know, so thank you so much for a, giving me my shoe, but also giving me a lot of words of advice and kindness. So I... I cannot say enough about how good of a person you are. Um, you're goofy, but you're a good person. <laughs> you're a goofball. All day. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. Thanks again for being here. I'll be super excited to let other people hear your story. Yes.